Hello. Welcome to Closed Door Conversations Podcast. I'm your host, Mill Ivory. If you're looking for a non-judgmental, open and honest conversation about any and all things that are usually discussed behind closed doors, you're in the right place. Hello, 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 everybody. I have missed you guys. I sincerely apologize. I'm not sure if you really can tell in my voice, but I've been sick, so I lost my voice, so I couldn't speak. However, today we are having an important conversation to me is about being biracial in America. One of the things that prompted this conversation for me is I have a lot of friends that's mixed and I know a lot of sweet souls that's mixed and they struggle with things that we don't even think about. And I kind of just wanted to shine a light on that. And another thing is my granddaughter, my sweet AZ Poo is mixed. (laughs) So her mother's Caucasian, of course, and my son is black. So I kind of just wanted to have a conversation with somebody because I've heard different stories from my friends, but I feel like this is something that needs to be brought to the light. And I'm sure a lot of people probably feel like they wanted to talk about this conversation, but nobody's ever talked about it. And so, of course, that's what we do here at Closed Door Conversations. We bring out conversations that people usually are afraid to talk about or touch. So I'm just going to go ahead and give you guys what the definition is. Just entertain you, okay? (laughs) Some people may not know. So I just want to make sure everybody has all the information going into the conversation. So a multiracial or a biracial person is someone whose parents or ancestors are from different racial backgrounds. Most commonly is the white and black combination. Everybody know, but I know people that's black and Mexican. I just know a lot of different combinations. I actually know people that's Vietnamese and white, which is a strange combination, but love is love. Um, Fortunately, I have been taught in my upbringing that love is love and people are people regardless of their race or color. Unfortunately, that is not the situation in all cases for everyone. So some people that are biracial struggle to find their identity in America. And I want you to understand that identity is understanding who you are in the world. Okay. It has nothing to do with your race is how you as a person identify. And I want you guys to remember that because we're going to have some more conversations on transgenders and some other situations. So it's very important that people understand that a person's identity is who they understand themselves to be in the world. For many biracial people, this understanding can be really elusive. Um, Something as simple as checking the race box on forms can be challenging for them. If if it's not you, you don't really realize it. Um, Race is used to divine and control so many aspects of everyday life. And so imagine being biracial. Biracial people are constantly faced with the choice of do I check white? Do I check black? Do I check Korean? Do I check Mexican? They're, they're always forced, forced with a choice. And some people are actually forced to choose one side over the other. So today I just want to have a conversation about it. And I have a lovely, lovely, sweet spirit with us today. Her name is Jasmine. Jasmine, can you introduce yourself to the listeners, please? Hello, I'm my name's Jasmine. I am, I guess you would say, local girl southern born well not southern born 
definitely born up north and but southern raised right so So. today we're going to talk about being biracial just just for entertainment purposes can you tell the people i've met your father and your mother but (laughs) let the people know what you what what you consider your race i don't know why i didn't bring that up in this in that introduction um i am actually mixed with black and white my mother is black my father is white and yeah that's pretty much it (laughs) okay so i just have a few questions for you and these are some things that i think are commonly asked and in my journey as a grandmother of a biracial child, I'm, I'm going to kind of get into some deeper things later on, but I have some general questions we're going to start off with. So okay. when was the first time you realized that people were different? And what I mean is um, people were different in colors because I know growing up in your home, what was it like growing up in your home? I don't, I know, but I want you to tell the people, I'm sorry. It's hard for me to interview people I know, and I know this story, but I want you to tell the people growing up in your home, were you taught to distinguish black and white or was it we're family and this is who we are? It was growing up, it was kind of we're family, this is who we are. Because uh, like I said in my introduction, my dad is actually from Boston. Massachusetts so all of his family or as most people will say or you'll hear people people talk my white side of my family um is from up north and they're like spread out over the country and my mom's side of the family is from Alabama so us living in South Carolina we I was that kid that didn't have cousins that lived around them so it was kind of like just our family so it was just this is our family this is who it who we are um and I would say I would probably I would have to say I was probably around like first grade when I realized that there was a distinction between people and oddly enough first grade was because my family moved from, I was born in Boston and I li- we lived there for a year and then I was moved to Georgia and first grade was when I came to South Carolina. Wow. And that is when it was kind of like there, there's a distinction. <laughs> like Right. So did you struggle with, should I tell them I'm white or should I tell them I'm black or uh, what did you feel like you needed to do to justify yourself to fit in? Um, to be honest, I I don't ever remember really making the justification of like, like I'm black or I'm white until I would say probably around fourth grade. <laughs> okay. because, and it was just, I guess, just kids the innocence of children as they get older it was never it was kind of like I was pointed out as different when I was like in kindergarten to um third grade but fourth grade was where I got the distinction and this is kind of a, a funny slash weird story it's because I had two boyfriends in fourth grade in a fourth grade you was a player <laughs> from the Himalaya <laughs> yeah I had two boyfriends one was white and one was black okay and they were friends 
like they were like best friends so wow. it was kind of like them themselves thought they were little players because they were sharing the same girlfriend but it was kind of made clear then like because I was getting it from I guess the the white boyfriend's friends like oh you're you're this black girl he shouldn't be dating you like that kind of thing oh because see one of my friends that's biracial so one of the things I, I like talk about this with a lot of my friends or that I know because just out of curiosity for my grandchild's sake, you know, kind of mm-hmm. to try to prepare her. And one of my friends, her father is white like yours and her mother is black. So she has the blonde hair, the green eyes, the freckles and the pale skin. But even though she does not physically quote unquote fit the black American expectation people still say her skin is a different color which is yours to me your your skin is a gorgeous gorgeous tan your your skin (laughs) is the skin that people pay for girl but you also have the gorgeous green eyes and so um you know have you faced that where people feel like well like you said they would say just because your skin is darker than theirs you're black or the black people saying because your skin is way lighter than your white's Yes, I did. I did get that a lot growing up. It was kind of, and I also have the um, relaxed hair. So needless to say, I had the, I had the curly, the curly hair going on when I was younger. So it was, it was, it was kind of, it was basically that was the struggle that I went through in grade school. Um, It was the, well, you're, you're, you're not white you're tan you know like that's right did you ever feel excuse me I'm sorry did you ever feel overwhelmed from the outside pressure to have a racial clarity like you couldn't identify with both honestly I would probably I would I would have to say yes um because just being a mixed kid in the south it was kind of like all the if I to be honest all the mixed kids that I knew which I didn't know that many um in my school there were there were only a few it we were and then we were all different shades of the spectrum we the people that had like a black mom couldn't identify with the white side it was very weird growing up as I think about it. It was kind of like, nope, y'all are the black kids. The white ones could, or the parent, or the kids with the white parent or mom could mm-hmm. kind of pass a little bit. And I think that is more because of their personal family circumstances, because a lot of those parents or those kids too, that their white family side was more present in the we're going to basically and this is just my personal story like of course it's your personal experience so right the the kids that I knew their families kind of kept them in that white bubble oh that's very interesting and I'm gonna tell you why that is interesting the reason why that is interesting to me is because everybody knows that the the saying mama's baby papa's maybe well Mm -hmm. it's not that my granddaughter is a maybe because it's very clear that she belongs to my child and it's very clear that she belongs to us 
but we are constantly on her about spending more time with us um right now she's four Mm -hmm. so she hadn't really I feel like she hadn't really faced it but I think it's important for a child to be able to embrace both sides of their family and to understand this is who I am I have this Mm -hmm. side of my family and I have this side of my family we never had this problem as long as they were together because she would be with both of us you know equally um, but now since her and my son are no longer together is a struggle with us spending time with her. And I just, I'm really afraid. Like, I don't want my daughter to grow up hating one side of herself. I've heard people say that I'm not sure if you've had this experience which I was going to ask you that, but I, because I've heard people say that some people actually grow up hating a certain part of themselves, like either the white part or say that she's not really around us that much. So she may hate the black part of herself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I do. I actually, um, I didn't, like I said, I didn't necessarily experience that just because none of, none of my paternal and maternal family was around. So it was kind of like, we, j- I just had my brother and sister and my parents, but I knew kids or knew kids that were like Mm-mm, nope I'm um I may look like you but I'm not you I'm white Mm-mm, I don't like those black kids over there and that kind of thing and it was like it was kind of really eye-opening and it was more eye-opening at what I didn't want to be and what I didn't want to kind of interesting I you know that's one thing I I've always loved about you though you've always been your own individual person and Mm -hmm. so that's awesome that you says that because that makes me understand that even from a child you understood that I am me you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying and I am uniquely me and I think that goes for each person regardless of your race That's why I brought the thing up about identity as your identity as your own personal person. You're not going to be the same as everybody else. You're just going to be you, you know, and I think a lot of people should look at it that way. And thank God, though, I feel like times are changing some to -hmm. whereas they do. But you still have people that have these internal struggles, which is why I wanted to have this conversation. Um, In your experience, did you identify as either or, or how did you identify? Because I know back, and then of course you're like my baby, so you're not as old as I am. (laughs) But even back when you, back in the day when you were growing up, it wasn't a biracial box like there is now. No, there wasn't. And so how would you choose? I was, I, and I've heard different things from different um, biracial people. I, and I was always told that, whatever color your mother is, that is the box you check, which is very weird when you actually think about it, considering it's like the father's DNA that really gives you. Yeah, that's weird because that's what I was wondering, like how some people do that, because I've told that I've been told that your father is where your DNA comes from. So Mm -hmm. whatever color your father is, is going to be the basic, um, I guess genetics or DNA of wh- where yeah. you were consumed from, even though it is mixed. So that's why it's kind of like, I was just and wondering. Even when I did my daughters, because technically my daughter is biracial too, um, because my husband is white. Yeah, we're going to get into so that too. 
<laughs> even when I did hers, uh-huh. because I am considered black. That was what was on her birth certificate. Oh, interesting. So mm-hmm. did you ever get the question? Like, because you are really, like I said, you, your skin color is just like that gorgeous tan color. So you can go for a tan white girl. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when your hair is in a natural state, like it just looked like it's permed, but we really <laughs> know that that's, that's your African roots, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but yeah. it does, it does look permed. And then you have those gorgeous eyes. So, and I, and my confession, my, my, um, granddaughter's mother have blonde hair, blue eyes, and I wanted her eyes to be blue so bad, <laughs> but she don't, she have big old brown eyes like my son and I love her just the same, but, um, did you ever get the question, is that really your mom? Or are you really black? Like, did anybody ever ask you that growing up? I got, is that really my dad? Ah. It, ah. Because growing up for me, I, the most common ethnicity I was given, like, oh, this is, oh, so you must be this, was Mexican, oddly enough. Yep. I actually know a girl that is Mexican and black and she looks except for her hair. The hair gives it away, but she, you know, you wouldn't really know, but she's gorgeous as well. Um, but you know, me having the pleasure of meeting your father, when a person meets your father, if they are like stereotyping him, they wouldn't think that he would date a black woman. They would not. Cause he's, he's like a regular old country old white man. Like he, he got that Yankee in him and he's just, but he like what, what a black person would say to quote unquote, a cool white man. Cause you know, he was, he was cool, you know? And then you got this lady with this beautiful bronze skin. Oh, Hey, hello. I'm Jazz's mother, <laughs> but, like, you know, but, um, and I think that's why you probably got that because I don't, <laughs> It's, it's so hard for me to say, I know how black people think, obviously, but mm-hmm. it's hard for me to discriminate because I was not raised to discriminate, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of hard. So that's why I just, some of the things that just even the colorism, like I can imagine like a lot of black people, light skin versus dark skin, um, receive a lot of colorism. And I may have you back on the show because I'm actually doing a colorism show about okay. dark skin versus light skin, but I would imagine you would get that as bad, but you probably would get it on both sides, right? Maybe. Yeah. And that's what I actually wrote notes about that. And it was kind of like, that's what I get it on both sides. I get the, um, I'm either the safe black girl on the white side, or I'm this, mm, you're too light to understand, or you, you don't understand the struggles that we have. And I'm like, I'm not passing at all. Like, I'm not one of those mixed kids that's, like, white passing. No, I'm not. No, your story is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not trying to say that I'm I'm darker to where people automatically say black either. But I just, I, I've got it from both sides on that aspect. Like, I was always that, oh, well, well, you're just, you're the, you're the whitest black girl that I know from the white side and then the oh you're just you're just this light skin red bone that don't know what's going on yeah that sucks have you ever I mean just even with that situation did you feel like you have to live within two identities a little bit but then it's also it goes back to I guess that 
home foundation of I'm I'm me like you know like you either love me or you hate me I'm tan I will always represent for the black side of my family I have nothing to to I mean I guess I guess it's harder on my side because it's I don't because my family is my white side of my family is so mixed and open about everything and we're we're just I don't know I, I never because you know how sometimes they always say like you have that those little bits of when you have mixed or mixed kids well yeah because um, one just, side you have that little bit of racism there it and it's not I don't think it's intentionally because I'm, yeah. I'm gonna give you a prime example so again speaking from my personal experience with my granddaughter when sometimes when we have her on the weekends when she go home she go home with Sunday dinner macaroni and cheese barbecue ribs rice and gravy collars and cornbread <laughs> you know yeah. and I'm uh-huh. like I got her little container with her little food in it and her other grandmother be like oh okay Aza finna get her good old black folks Sunday dinner today like <laughs> Like, it's like what <laughs> it's just sunday dinner like and, yeah, and why I do, can't it just be dinner yeah like right why can't it just be dinner why does it have to be she's getting her black sunday dinner like okay yeah. why and to me even that what you just described you know i don't even see i don't even see where the color comes in that because i would say that's a southern sunday dinner that that and and to me and not even Southern because I was born in Texas, but black people always eat like and, and it's yeah. no shade towards white people. And that's why a lot of black people overweight because what we do when we get together, all we want to do is have dinner. Let's yeah. just have dinner and, and no shade, no shade. Most white people, let's get together and have drinks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I guess like even a dinner is a dinner, but it's, it's commonly known in the African-American culture that when they have Sunday dinner, they throw down, down. Yeah. It ain't like... The same it's thing the we eat Monday through Wednesday, like Monday through Wednesday, we might just have fried chicken, beans, and rice. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're going to have everything on Sunday with our grape Kool-Aid. But, um, you know, I guess maybe that was, and it may have been me. And with you saying that, though, like I, I'm saying, and with you saying it makes me think back, it could have been worded better. But just me feeling like sometimes they distinguish us to her in a different manner. I feel like you should not distinguish that a child should know that you are who you are. Like, even Mm -hmm. if you do have these colored people over here and these light skinned people over here, this is still all your family. You shouldn't say, oh, that's your black grandma or you got black dinner today. Like, no. Like, what? Are you freaking kidding me? Now, when she come over here and I'm telling you, she come to my house sometimes in these little little outfits, you know, like no shade. But, you know, how some white people like to put their little kids in ruffles and shit. We not. Yeah. No, we not doing it. We finna get her fly over here. And, and my son be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, give me an outfit for my baby. Like we don't even play that. But I don't judge. It's yeah. what you do. You understand what I'm saying? Like, just because she come over our house in some little church shoes looking things and we put on some J's, it don't mean we judging you because that's just how no. yeah. you know. So I that's what to me, I don't make her feel no type of way. If that's what you do, that's what you do. Have you ever felt like um you needed help with developing your own identity though? Sometimes. Like I, I do feel like it, when 
I was younger, it was, there was like, I needed kind of that help, but it was, I felt like that was more on the social aspect. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of one of those things where I think I put together just at a younger, it it was probably like, I guess all the, the stars aligned in high school where it was like, you know what? You're you, you're going to be around people that you want to be around it's not going to be like this this side this color this whatever you're just going to vibe with who you vibe with Mm -hmm. and that's going to be your identity you don't need to identify as this person or that person I'm just going to be me and And go ahead I'm sorry no you're The, the reason why I ask that is because I'm always thinking that being a biracial child or a mixed child, there are things in your development that your parents cannot identify with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you were raised as a black child, you was raised as a white child, but I am mixed, obviously. So mm-hmm. what is like, and this is actually for personal growth as well for me and my family as it comes down to my granddaughter, based on your experience, is there anything that your family or your parents or your grandparents could have done? And I will say this on your story. I love that your parents never distinguished color. We're just family. And I think to me, that's the key, but I can't control what go on on the other side, <laughs> if that makes mm-hmm. sense. But yeah. is there anything that would have made your experience better that your parents or your grandparents, you wish they would have done, anyone in your family could have done to make your experience with your identity better? I would have, if I'm going to be in, this is a completely honest conversation. So I appreciate that. Um, I would have to say talking about it actually, because it was never talked about at hmm. home. So you like, were it was, never, it was never talked about. So when I got confronted with, the hardcore racisms from both sides it was kind of like I don't know what to do or how to handle that what do I do with this yeah it was kind of like like it was it was hard to to I guess handle that situation to where I just kind of I guess I internalized it more in the aspect of well your parents taught you the core foundations of how to treat people Uh and that's not how you want to be treated. So I'm not, if I don't want to be treated that way, I'm not going to treat other people that way, but it still, it was still kind of hard and crushing when you get confronted with those things. Like, well, you're, you're still black. I don't want this person, my family member associating with you or, you're oh you're just this little tanned white girl who don't understand the struggle so I don't want to associate with you on that side I loved I love 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 that you said that because one of the things that we do with my granddaughter is we constantly try to let her know that yeah this is your black side and that is your white side but we all people and we all love the same and Mm -hmm. the thing about that is and I'm glad you said that because what you're basically saying is um at your core, you were taught that people are people, but you never taught 
the difference because being biracial makes you a little bit different, you know, than your friends, than your parents, mm-hmm. than your extended family, even, you know, other than your siblings, they are the only one that could actually understand that. So mm-hmm. you're living in two truths, functioning in two different ways, learning two sets of rules. Yeah. But you were only taught one set mm-hmm. because there are experiences that you experience that your parents will never experience. But you feel like it would have helped you navigate better had they at least discussed these experiences or made you aware of them. Correct. Yes. Yes. Because it's even like now being the age that I am now in the political climate that we've been in for the past couple of years, it's kind of like, I do get, I do find myself stuck in the spot of, I call it my devil's advocate spot Uh of seeing both sides when they're where I guess I, I don't necessarily feel obligated, but to see the white, point of view of certain things and see the black point of view of other things right and it's hard it is hard just knowing that I'm me and how I see my outlook to mesh those two together right so parents grandparents and family um if you have biracial people in your family what you're hearing this lovely soul say today is it would have helped her develop more as a person had it been discussed more and luckily today though there are so many resources available in today's society and there were some things that it hadn't always been you know available they actually have therapists who specialize in working with mixed families because even in that dynamic, as I mentioned, by you being the biracial product of your parents, they didn't have the same experience that you had. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, even them trying to understand your experience or just speaking to my audience of biracial kids, parents, it would help you to try to understand their perspective and the way that they're looked at in the world and the way that they're seeing the world from their eyes. And, and what, and with touching back on that, just talking about it, honest conversations, I feel like that's also there because I think there's you, I feel like I may not have experienced it, but I know that if I had, it probably would have gutted me if I would have known, found out later in life, oh, well, these part of this part of your family really hated the fact that this, this, and this. Right. And other people may life. feel this way as well. Yes. Versus, oh, God, but, jazz. You know what I'm saying? Like having That's, that true, honest, like. True, honest, co- jazz. That is a highlighter conversation. Let's highlight that statement. What she just said was the honest conversations coming from your family correct me if I'm wrong is better than coming from someone else because you can handle it better coming from your family yes and I would go ahead yeah no I would say I would feel much better knowing straight from my family's mouth how they handled the situation of being confronted with the fact that their family member was dating someone or marrying someone of a different race and their thoughts about the situation versus finding out from Jim Bob down the road that knew this family and this is what 
this is what they were saying behind closed doors kind of thing. Right. It, it just prepares you, basically. Yeah, it, it'll help prepare. And so with you being a mommy now, though, are these conversations that you're having with your daughter? Like, what does those conversations look like? Honestly, I'm going to tell you this. And I realized I was I was lacking in my conversations because I got confronted with this with just pure child honesty. And, Don't you love that? Boy, a child yes. will call you out. Because recently my mother, my grandfather on my mother's side passed away. So we went down to good old Alabama to handle that. And my daughter was with me and up here, like I said, my my personal family, her grandparents, we don't, we don't have any family around us. So she doesn't see all of the black cousins and all of the white cousins that she has on my side. Right. And then just a quick question. This is just yeah. <laughs> curiosity. Do she ever ask, why is grandma so dark skinned? Because I've no. met your family. She, and she really doesn't. Like oh, that okay. is just yeah, her norm. That, it's her norm, yeah, right? That okay. is the norm. And so she always sees my husband's side of the family, which is white. And he, she does have um, a set or, well, she has a cousin. We call her just a regular cousin, but it would be technically like her second cousin um, <laughs> that is mixed in his side of the family. And we were down in Alabama and she was talking to one of my, uh, one of my cousins and she was saying, well, I didn't um that kid over there and they said well they said the kid's name and they said that's your cousin she was like oh, what I didn't know I had brown cousins oh, oh. and it was kind of like oh yeah that's my fault like you know like it's kind of like where I try to teach her the love everyone it doesn't matter what color you are because you're teaching her the way that you were raised yeah and I think and I'm actually honored um, because you've always held a special place in my heart. So I'm honored to have this conversation with you because I can yeah. help you to understand as a mother that there are some conversations just with you. I feel like, have you ever spoken your experience out loud like this? No, actually not to, not to someone that is not, I guess, like a person I grew up with, like, and which right. I didn't grow up with you, but like my best friend knows my my struggle in my life and things right. like so that. So I think with you expressing it out loud, it'll also help you with the conversations that you need to have with your daughter because it's going to jog you to think, hmm, I wanted my mommy to do this or I wanted my daddy to do yeah. this, you know? And so <laughs> I'm honored. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay. And so I mean, fortunately I have my, my husband. I mean, he is, he is very pro- pro I mean I guess like if we're gonna put like anagrams or labels on it he's very black lives matter like you know like things because and maybe he just understood he was raised and then there are some Caucasian people and white people however you want to name them because I love my white friends (laughs) no prejudice (laughs) but I just have to be very honest about myself I'm not mixed with nothing but negro and black and a little ghetto sometimes so (laughs) I have to embrace my culture. And what I love is about my white friends, they embrace it as well. Like 
they like we make jokes like I be t- I want to go camping this is no secret I don't know if I've ever told you this before but I always be like I'm gonna have to go camping with my white friends because my black friends don't be with that like nope we're not doing that shit like what is wrong with you um <laughs> <but> <laughs> I, my little whoop the whoop said that he would take me camping but you know that ain't happened so whatever yeah. um but it's just some things like we may be in a restaurant and what I love is how we embrace each other for who we are. And one of my friends will look at me and say, now if this waitress come over here and she adding up again, I'm gonna get red Nick and you get ghetto on her ass. Like, uh, it's like, we accept this. She accept yeah. that she's a redneck. She know that I'm, a, you know, we still yeah. love each other, but it's just like, I love it when, when um we somewhere and we always joke. Cause I'd be like, nigga, please to her. We'll do that just to see how people react. Like, <laughs> And she'd be like, oh, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. um, have you ever felt like um, people classify your race incorrectly? Um, no. Well, no. I, I, I guess I kind of, I don't necessarily feel like it's them classifying it incorrectly. I just let them classify it how they may. Right. And I just live my life ignorance is bliss yes okay so I think you've already answered this question but it was on my question list so I'm gonna answer I'm gonna ask you anyway do you ever feel like you have an allegiance to one racial group over the other yes really um why why so do tell do tell it's more because even I guess with the with with my black side I guess like that's that's probably more just because even though people may not think that I know those struggles because I'm mixed I know those struggles I know the struggles of that every black person in America is going through you right. Know, and like, struggles. I, my problem with that is, and I understand what you're saying, and, and I and I hate to cut you off. But my problem with struggles and things, people, I don't know why they make things colorful. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. a black person can have an uncle on crack, just like a white person can have an uncle yeah. on crack. Mm-hmm. Now it used to be back in the day, you know, white people doing powder, black people doing crack, but now everybody doing meth black white yellow vet my knees like it don't even matter and so I get that I get that but do you think that you act or think more like a member of a particular racial group because of that I don't think so I just think I I mean people may who who have met me or who know me may try to say something different but I don't I personally don't feel like I do I just feel like I hit the humanity level mm-hmm. of kind of thinking where I, if I was going to, I guess, claim allegiance, it would be with my black side. But as far as just people in general, then it's just more as in, if you're a bad person, it doesn't matter if you're black or white. If you're a good person, it doesn't matter if you're black or white. So interesting question. Um why do you feel like you would identify more with your black side if you had to choose and I did catch the if I'm just curious I would have to say because of the experiences that I've went with or grown up with as far as actually experiencing 
racism. Oh, got it. Got it. I understand that because, you know, there are some experience in racisms and things that black people can relate to that no other race can relate to. And I have to say that it's different being a black person in America. And so that's why what made me ask that, because I'm like, is it different being a biracial person in America that's mixed with black? Because if you wasn't mixed with black and I know people that's mixed with Asian and Vietnamese, like they look white, they eyes just look funny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So with you having a melanin in your skin, that that kind of makes you experience probably some of that racism that we experience from white people as well. Yeah, because it's kind of like I'm not necessarily brought to the table to speak on white experiences or black experiences or or, or well, I to be honest, if I'm asked to the table about certain topics it is more on the black experience of it um interesting yeah like I it's very much like when people say like well mixed people aren't black and mixed people aren't white um I I hate to put the stop on some of those comments of like um well I hate to break it to you but I'm pretty sure that when I get looked at by a white person I'm never seen as a white person (laughs) I'm always seen as a black person so you do you feel like a racial minority I wouldn't necessarily say a racial minority no have you ever struggled with trying to understand where you belong yes racially like you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. yeah because of the fact that I want to embrace and not that I want to, I do. I do embrace both, both races mm-hmm. in so, my life. So does that make it hard for you to find other racially diverse people like yourself? Did that, did that question make sense to you? Yes, okay. it did. Um, yeah, it does, but then what's screaming in my head it's it's more me because I'm not that social of individuals right yeah right right. kind of like I put my own self into that corner um girl that's the best corner to be in your own damn lane okay I'm all the way black 100 percent 150 percent black Yeah. And I just love to be in my own lane. Like I'm good over here. Like I love you. If I fool with you, I fool with you. You know it. But I'm definitely one of those people that just like to stay in my own lane. So and, yeah. And with, I was gonna say with like staying in my lane, like when I said like I identify with the more black side. Now I do fully, fully understand and recognize that there are some black experiences that I do not experience or I have not experienced. I love that confession because that was one of the things I was wondering, like, do you have a clear understanding of your racial identity? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, even though I, I may, I didn't like, I may have to check the black box or I may identify more with my black side. It's still, I do not have the same experiences that some people do. Of darker complexions. Of darker complexions. Even I can see prejudice, though. I can see prejudice even from other Black people, like you said, saying that you're not dark enough or why are your eyes green? Like, quote unquote, just hating, period. It's just, it's to me, it's just hating. I'm sorry. Because you're gorgeous. And it's like mixed kids are just gorgeous to me. 
most i mean most of them are gorgeous <laughs> but so yeah. you know so it's just like you got the best of both worlds there like what's popping yeah <laughs> well thank you okay so <laughs> oh i'm sorry go ahead no so this is this is this i have to get this in because we we're almost at 40 minutes and i try to keep okay. it under 45 minutes oh, but even if we have to go out and come back in and do a patreon exclusive only i will but um i'm curious as being biracial does that affect who you date now i know your husband i you know i have not personally met your husband unfortunately but i've you know seen pictures and i know that you're married and whatever but tell the people i'm i'm i am i'm no slight little bit of your dating history but i know some people let that affect who they're dating do you feel like your you being biracial affects who you date for me no because i it's if if you find you find it don't matter what color you are. Okay. <laughs> Red, <laughs> yellow, black, and white. They are, if, but look. Fine, you fine. That's, that's just it. Listen, so, it, I it, have you know. to admit this. You ended up marrying a white man. And I ain't going to get all of your business. Because this really uh-huh. is some, uh, Patreon is like my ratchet, download, dirty, raw, honest stuff. Even though <laughs> people think the closed door conversations be off the chain. They have to get on this Patreon. But... For me, and I'm not prejudiced. I've seen white guys that I feel like are handsome, that are attractive, but I just, um, I just, it's the pink meat for me. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not prejudiced, but you know how you got a man that got a all head and stuff like it'd be different you gripping on that head and stuff or <laughs> like you know black men they might have waves like I love to rub the waves and carry it on like yeah. no we can't do that to the white man so it's just mm-hmm. certain things about a black king that does it for me <laughs> but yeah. I'm not prejudiced but I've yeah. never dated outside of my race because I told you I can't do the pink ping it's the pink ping for me but um yeah and size does matters with me but that's a whole nother subject go ahead hey girl because I uh, and that's funny because I have, I do have people ask me those questions, like the more sexual questions. And to be honest, I have seen, maybe it's just the guys that I've been with and I just know how to pick them. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> but, okay. But I don't know why people have this. Listen, they have all kinds of oh, misconceptions. Yeah. Like I, I can, I have never been with a white guy, but I've seen mm-hmm white penis and there are some some nice sizable white penises out there but it's just the color for me I, <laughs> just, hey, I like my little I like my brand with the little chocolate rim I can't do you know but um yeah that's gonna be for Patreon so we just gonna yeah. leave that alone but yeah I'm sure people ask you that though but mm-hmm. for some people to be honest I have friends that be like girl give me a man with a little bitty penis like they don't want they don't want big penis. So everybody's personal preferences is different. And it's so crazy because I'm sure people ask you. Like, I feel like that's personal. But if you want to talk about it, girl, we can go to Patreon and talk about it. <laughs> but um, I don't think that I honestly do not think that should matter when you're picking a mate, per se. Yes, I agree. <sighs> but baby, 
I'm sorry. For me, it could be a deal breaker because you have to be able to satisfy me. That's just part of the things in a relationship. You have to be able to mentally, physically, sexually, emotionally. I'm an emotional, like I have to be satisfied emotionally. You know what I'm saying? So everybody have different needs, but okay. We're going to stay on topic, girl. Cause you know, I love to talk about sex. I was going to get into it, but um, go ahead. What you were saying about dating. <laughs> I don't, I, my mind done went off, off the track. So I was asking, um, <laughs> you being biracial, did that ever deter or determine who you dated? No, it made me be more cautious if I dated a white guy, just for the simple fact of the potential racism that may come from that side of the family because my thing is is when I go into dating any when I went into dating because I'm not dating anymore <laughs> right and that's why we come into a close but I wanted to ask you that and I was waiting on yeah. you to say it but <sighs> tell the people because I, I really want to get into your business a little bit more before we close out the conversation no you're fine um when, so your husband what race is your husband <laughs> he's he's from the caucus islands, so he is Caucasian. He is Caucasian. Your husband is of the Caucasian persuasion. Okay. So, and I'm glad you mentioned that because to be honest, I never, ever, ever thought about that. And I'm sure other biracial people have thought about it, which that'll help. Um, Again, these conversations are to help people to understand that other people have gone through or are going through some of the things that they're experiencing. Um. I never thought about that. I never thought about, oh, if I date a white man and I'm mixed, well, he tried to treat me like a slave. Like, <laughs> you didn't say that. But, no. you know, even older guys, regardless of your color, um, some men are very old school, I guess is what I say, regardless mm-hmm. of whether you're black or white and they feel like the woman has a place and she need. I feel like my husband or potential husband, I don't think God have that in my cars, but whatever. My mate is always my partner. We are partners. I am here to make you better. You're here to make me better. I don't believe in that superiority shit. Um, Some people do. And it was just amazing that you said that. So give me the opportunity. um, Share with us what attracted you to your husband. And do you feel like he treats you any different because of your color? Just because we want to stay on topic. Um, I guess what it just him as a person is what attracted me to him um it was kind of like we when we got to talking we had very similar um likes dislikes we 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 are very much on the same wavelength when it comes to thought processes and things like that um what was the second part of that question (laughs) Is he able to, I was like, how did he support you being biracial? So I guess a better way to say it is, is he able to support you as a biracial woman, meaning the black things that black women experience and go through? Like, is he able to support you through that understandingly and not like inorganically? You know what I'm saying? I, I think there are certain things that when it gets down to the, like, if, it's like to be honest and we I have had some issues in his family with racism and as he fully supports me because he's like no that's my woman you know as he should this this is what it is there are I 
there hasn't been a lot of times where I've had to really break down like this is why I truly and honestly feel this way about this situation Mm -hmm. um, because of this struggle but he does when I have had to he has listened and under expressed his understanding or his desire to fully understand I love that my point of view on that I love that so because as your partner he, he should fully support you but as your husband it's part of his duties to protect you and a lot of protection includes emotional protection and that was the thing do you feel like he's ever had to defend you um to any of his friends or family he i as i guess to my knowledge yes um to the full extent and to the amount of people I'm unaware of because he's kept me in the dark because I mean he protects you that's his job Um, yeah because I mean I'm just gonna I'm because he knows that I'll probably go at it (laughs) go to hell go to hell off (laughs) because you you got a little tip on you girl so you know what it's so crazy because you're one of those people that's super super calm most of the time but when you blow up you blow the fuck up so it's just absolutely and that's what I think he does it more because he he knows that I will fight that fight so he he has had to defend me and defend certain things but when I've had to when I've done just in my personal character pushed him to the side and say I don't need you to defend me but that's his job as your husband he has to protect yeah. you he has stood beside right. me to fully support like she said what she absolutely said, and i don't need and that's and that's what it is yep. period period exactly as he should <laughs> so before we close the conversation jasmine i have truly 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 enjoyed speaking to you you know i've always loved you you're such a gorgeous person inside and out and i've enjoyed my time here too is there anything that you would like to say to I want you to address it like this one to parents of a biracial child that may not understand the struggle that you feel like that they can do differently or that can help their child in accepting their identity and their place in the world Two, to the biracial child that may be struggling with finding their identity or their their place in the world. And you give any of those um, words of advice to to either the parents or the child from your perspective, things that help you that you feel like can help them. To the parents, to touch back on earlier comments, just have have the honest conversations you know if you were confronted with a certain family member that didn't like your choices let them know that let them know because that gives them the opportunity to either see the growth in that individual or make their own decisions on how they want to deal with that individual um but also understand that it's it's going to be, it's going to be a struggle. Don't think that just because they are a part of two of they well, it's most people, well, some people will say the best of both worlds. 
that. Th- that's what I said. <laughs> Basically, don't wait till they get to school to be surprised with, hey, why you look so dark or why you look so light? No, have this conversation so they know what to expect. Prepare them. Prepare them. And just know that you're going to lay the groundwork for if you're a loving parent as every parent should be they will know and they will stick with the things that you've taught them. And if you're open and honest to love people, then they will love people to the, to the kids that are struggling to figure out what type of identity to have, what my personal advice would be, figure out what you want your identity to be yourself. Like, what do you want to stand out about yourself? Thank you for tuning in to Closed Door Conversations Podcast, a place where no topic is off limits, no filters will be applied, and no judgment will be allowed. Yes, this is the end of the show, but it's definitely not the end of the conversation. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook. To get even more involved and more exclusive content, join our Patreon community. The conversation continues. Till next time.